Hello weebs, new and old, and welcome to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice through the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me as always is my co-host Will. How are you this fine week, Will? I'm very good. I've got a very large coffee. I uh, am already hyped for this episode. I'm really excited to talk about um, what we've got today. Um, nice. Tell, tell the listeners where your beans are from. Where my beans are, my beans are from Colombia, and I'm pretty sure it's just caffeine in there, but it might be something else. We don't know. You've just, you've just <laughs> got to roll with the punches when it comes to coffee beans. Um, it's, Guys, it's, his it's, eyes are very, very wide, and he's talking very fast. It's so, a, you know, like. It, it's a treacherous game uh, we play here on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> who knows what, which will you'll get? Um, so, thank you for joining us here on the Gateway to the Anniverse, where we talk about anime. We review anime shows. Sam usually gives us a new anime to talk about. We watch the first three episodes and we pick it apart. Sam's usually seen the entirety of the show, but we don't do spoilers yep, past episode usually. three. Um, we, I, I am a complete noob, so I'd come at it from the perspective of a um, a noob, an outsider, someone who isn't part of the anime community. And uh, we have a discussion around whether we think this show could be a contender for showing a noob to get them hooked on anime. Our goal is to introduce people um, to the anime world and try and get them hooked on anime. And sometimes, to be honest, we'll say, now this isn't a contender. Don't try this. Don't give this to a friend. Um, And other times we'll be like, yeah, this is a great opportunity to show someone and get them hooked on anime. Exactly. We're trying to make a nice big list of shows that you can show to your friends to make an army of weebs that rivals that of the orc army in Middle Earth. That was a really weird comparison to That is a weird comparison. (laughs) Speaking of um, making this list and continuing on with anime and getting involved in the community, Mm. last week we watched Tact Op Destiny, a action-y show about music. And I wanted to ask you, Will, have you continued with it at all? Did you carry on, watch any more episodes or from any of our backlog? Yeah, so no, I haven't watched any Tact Op Destiny. Um, And uh, given what we discussed last week, I don't want to. Well, I do want to, and I don't want to. I I really enjoyed those first three episodes, personally. Mm. But just knowing where it comes from and what you've given me from where it about where it goes, I'm very reluctant yeah. to to see that through. But who knows? Maybe in the future I will. I say you should do it, man. You should like you should power through. Yeah, but you I, say I'm that with you say that with everything. You, literally anything. Just just anime. Just just watch it all. Everything. Exactly. Just just check everything out. That's my that's my philosophy. But yeah, also, but- I'm a strong believer that you should consume media that is subpar or has flaws in it so that you appreciate the truly good media when it comes around <laughs> yeah no i Maybe get, i'm just I, a masochist or i have too much time on my hands i think it's the time like I, I'm, I'm i'm really <laughs> reluctant to invest that much time in something that i know is not good quality um unless it's like ironically uh and maybe with a few beers and, so bad and it's having good. a laugh yeah so bad it's good um yeah, I'm, I, I don't have endless amount of time and there's so much good quality stuff out there. Don't know whether I can do it myself. For instance, I did watch another episode and again, it, it seems to be um, only at the end of the week when I really can settle down, watch the shows that we're watching for this and then that'll get me back into the swing of it and I'll then go and watch yeah, something else. Yeah, pick a couple here and there. Yeah, so I, I watched another episode of Eden of the, Eden of the East. Um, yes. And to be honest, I need to go back and watch that episode again because I was sort of play. I was researching some stuff on my computer and didn't really have, it didn't really have my full attention. Um, but yeah, outside of that, not a lot apart from this week's show, which 
we haven't actually discussed how to pronounce. Um, so I'm going to oh, give yeah. it a go, and you can uh, okay. tell me whether I'm uh, anywhere in the vicinity. Um, Mushoku Tensai. Close. Mushoku Tensei. Jobless oh, reincarnation. It wasn't that close, really. When you when, when I've got it written in front of me, there are only so many ways you can say that, and I, I mean, got, you got the th- you got the three moo syllables sound. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I did get the moo sound because you know cows. Um, jobless reincarnation, and yeah, Sam, tell us why would anyone want to watch this show? Well, this show has a bit of a pedigree to it. It is often quoted as being the father of the isekai genre. So the Labrador a big fan, the isekai. Yeah, so Labradors of Iku... Because <laughs> he's Because you, pe- you said pedigree. <laughs> pedigree, very just, just... <laughs> I'm just too slow to pick up on it. I need, to, I need to have some of that Colombian bean to get me back on the yes, level. Yes, you do. Yeah. A fresh pot of hot so, coffee! So this is often referred to as the father of isekai. It's what was one of the first novels to really establish many of the tropes and traits that we see in the myriad isekai stories that we are now... Um, flooded with in the anime community and this is set in a high fantasy world with magic and stunning animation with interesting characters and an interesting perspective that we don't usually see isekai stories tend to be about a young shonen age boy being transported to a world where he can be powerful and live out his biggest power fantasy but this Mm. instead takes a 35 year old man and reincarnates him as the definition of reincarnation. As a slime, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Though I think I would rather be a slime than a baby. I wouldn't. Not in this situation. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll get you into take why. the baby. I'll, take the, oh. I'll, I'll always take the baby. <laughs> I always take the baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the new form of the Matrix. Do you take the slime or the baby? The red pill or the blue pill? <laughs> Morpheus just reaching out to you, unfolds yeah. his hands, and there's just like a tiny little Rimuru Tempest, and then a tiny Rudy just like in the or, palm of his hand, or even or even better, actual sized Rimuru, an actual <laughs> sized baby, and he's just struggling to hold them, and the baby's wriggling around, and <laughs> and Rimuru's trying to eat up his arm, and it's like, yeah. come on, Morpheus, give me your skills. <laughs> this isn't going well. I should have thought this through. Bring the cages. Um, oh dear. So yeah, it's a, a high fantasy isekai anime which basically sets the tone for things. So if you want to see kind of where everything that you know and love about modern isekai comes from, this would be a great place to start. So so when you say modern isekai, this seems like a really modern show. So do you mean yeah. the original content started that? Like the, the how old's the manga? The light novel that this is based oh, on. Oh, the light novel, yeah. Came out, I believe, in Pause for Effect and Editing Time. <laughs> ah here we go web novel got it so the original web novel came out in two, uh, 2012 so before okay. this time we didn't really have much in the way of fantasy isekais like pure everything was oh, i'm trapped in a game or i'm uh, oh, in, right. like sword art or um digimon where you literally just go to another world and it's a monster raising game not a fantasy survival thing Whereas now we have lots of things like that time I got reincarnated as a slime, like we said. Um, I got reincarnated as the world's greatest assassin. I came, I was reincarnated and killed slimes for <laughs> 300 years and maxed up my level. So, Those kind of things. So you're saying this started off the reincarnation series where... The reincarnation boom. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, th- that, that's fair. I guess that's one, one interpretation. It, feel, it feels like we've watched 
all the the the, the, the term isekai and the, the isekai content seems to massively predate that though just just that whole like i mean maybe maybe not i just i just feel like especially this show in in yeah like the show is show very is, very modern yeah so when was the show made not to put you on show another research out. binge but <laughs> research moment no uh, the show was made this uh last year 2020 yeah uh, it was for the first core and then the second core started releasing uh, earlier this year um i think around springtime uh, yes. to, to bring us to a nice nice cozy 24-ish episodes so um, arguably the studio- they've mm-hmm. taken they've taken this long to make it into an anime because they need it's they didn't start the anime isekai boom they might have stay, st- started the light novel sort of the does that make sense because yeah. like all, all all the shows that we've watched are much older than this and mm. all the isekais out there already predated the anime version of this content <laughs> yep exactly that like <laughs> unfortunately mishoku tensai had the difficulty of its content not being very maybe appropriate at times for broadcast for uh, a lot of um big studios right. and it was seen as a, somewhat of a risk factor to try and pick this show up so much more i guess palatable reincarnation and isekai shows like slime like so i'm a spider so what were picked up and animated before that and once studios started to see that oh isekai can still make money boom yeah. We get the adaptation and the studio that um, was formed to make this. And it was made for the sole purpose of animating this light novel. So it took right. talent from lots of other studios, put it all together in one place, and then said, we're going to run and make an entire adaptation of the books. So, okay. Yeah, no, that's passion here. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Um, I mean, we've, we've rambled for Waffled. a long time setting up uh this episode should we get into picking it apart and and saying give it offering our thoughts uh up to our audience let's do it okay well so break it down for our audience who may have not seen it or have watched it a while ago what happens in these first three episodes okay so in the first three episodes we meet this sassy 35 year old bloke who is hit by a lorry and mm-hmm. truck kun truck kun um is that <laughs> wonderful pronunciation there you know i've, I've been <laughs> practicing uh, i don't know if you can tell um and he dies on the operating table very sort of despondent to the whole thing he's just sort of yep yeah, okay this is happening that's a shame and wakes up as a baby in a fantasy world and he still has all of his previous memories, um, but he is in the body of a baby, so he can't speak the language. Conveniently, they don't speak English, so he has to learn the language. It'd be interesting to see what would happen if he landed in a English-speaking place. Would he yeah. be able to communicate? <laughs> um, I, I guess the muscles aren't developed, but you'd, you'd assume he'd be able to speak quicker. But then again, mm. babies learn stuff pretty quickly anyway. I don't know. And he um, calls that out, doesn't he? He says, I'm yeah. learning weirdly quickly. Yeah. Um, so he gets re- reincarnated as a baby and has to learn everything from scratch, but he's still got all his memories. And he very quickly learns that this world is a fantasy world. Of, it, well, it's not very fantasy. quickly. Uh, okay, not very quickly. Pass. Yeah, a few a, a few months path path a few a few month path, and he um, finds out that his mum can pr- produce magic. His dad likes to sword fight, and mm-hmm. he 
wants to try magic. So his whole yeah. arc is because he has his previous, because he has this adult mind in a child's body. Reminds me of a bit of a race in that sense. Um, oh, good parallel. Um, he he can make decisions and make, um, yeah, make his decisions, make choices uh, based on what an adult would do in this situation, not just relying on a child's understanding. So he decides he's going to devote his whole um, existence to learning and progressing in magic, and yep, becomes very very skilled very early on. And seems to have some natural talent there. And the whole first three episodes are him getting trained and coming accustomed to this world. There's lots of time jumps between different years. And we get a sense of this world, a sense for his power, a sense for his magic, a sense for the character. And it's a nice environment. It's a safe sort of it. Well, I say safe. There's a, there's some elements that are a bit controversial as we'll probably get into um but mm. i mean it's it's a lovely feeling show for the majority of it and it's yeah. just you see him grow and develop and learn magic effectively yeah it's kind of country bumpkin harry potter in a sense where <laughs> harry always knew how to use magic um i wanted to ask yeah. you about the world actually what did you think of the the world building because something that this show is often praised for mm. is um the made-up languages that it uses and the fact that they actually get the voice actors to speak in this fantasy language and right i think that adds into the general feel of learning more about how this works and especially with having rudius as a baby mm. we kind of and 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 only peeping in at key points when he discovers stuff yeah. How do you think that worked as a narrative device in terms of introducing us to this new isekai world that he lands in? I thought it was fantastic. I thought mm. um, the, I mean, it, the languages are probably lost on me seeing as I was watching it in dub. But uh, apart from uh-huh. that, <laughs> so, so everyone's... you just thought that they were just like, I, speak up. <laughs> you can't, I can't stop slurring your words. Stop no. muttering. No, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they just speak English. Like they, they don't what, do anything. When he's tra- when he's a baby, when he's a baby, when he's first born, when he's yeah. first born, they don't, they're not speaking English. Um, yeah, they're speaking, they're speaking another language, but very, but they don't do that throughout. Uh, do no. they do? No, is that is that the same in the sub? They 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 change back to Japanese mm. when but, he can understand them. Yeah, when he says yeah. that he picks up the language in the first kind of three six months, uh, mm. it switches back to Japanese, okay. which I think is right. a good way because we spoke about this. What was it? Was it what show did we watch recently where we thought oh, was it tacked? It was tacked up, wasn't it? Or ninety one days. I don't know what you're gonna say. We... You'll have to you'll have to elaborate first before <laughs> asking me what show did it. We were saying because the setting is so European or Western, we would mm, expect yes. yeah, yeah. the voices to also be English. Mm. And because it's Japanese it can be a bit jarring. Yes. I think it was a good job here of them saying, Well, here's this completely fantasy language. But because we we need to hear it in his voice mm. as the reincarnated man, yes. switching back to Japanese once he understands the language and having everybody else speak Japanese, I think yeah. that was a good way of working around it. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the Doctor Who um, TARDIS thing where everyone can then uh, understand every language because the TARDIS allows you to. Yeah, that, I think that's fine. I think we we originally started talk. I think we did talk about it last week with Tact, but we also started talking about it with ninety nine, ninety one days, ninety nine days, ninety mm-hmm. one days, one, ninety one. 
good. I didn't just yeah. So there's eight days left. Just and add thought, eight more it. days. Yeah, <laughs> just give them eight more days. It's fine. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know the why it's called ninety one days yet. I, still, I haven't. I need to go back to that. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So I I really like the world. I think the pacing is really good. Another show that we watched recently was Blame uh, or another film, and mm. um I think the pacing of that and the decision making in that was really poor when we got to the 3d printer scene um yeah and they made some really weird choices just to put them in a a bad situation for them them to have to get out of it was really Mm -hmm. sort of manufactured and not realistic whereas he here i love the fact like I, i genuinely love this concept of putting this we always say again we said it in erased if we could go back and have an adult's yeah. bot, everyone says it. It's a very common sort of um, hypothetical situation where you put your mind now back into a child's body and what you would do differently and how you would do things differently. This is a really nice way to live that and to see how they this um, this young boy. Well, he's not a young boy; he's an adult. Rudius invests his all his efforts into this skill and he's he's not just investing it into the magic he wants to learn more magic different types of magic mm-hmm. you can excel in different things and he does he excels at the water uh magic yes. but he's he's still learning other types other types to support it as well like he, we see him using it in combination with a bunch of other types of uh magic he heats up the water to give somebody a, a, a warm shower basically he uses yeah. it to heat up the air and blow dry somebody later on those creative ways of using the magic are really interesting yeah and 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 the fighting as well his dad wants to push him into fighting and he sticks at that he doesn't just throw it away and and ignore Mm. it he he commits to that and he does improve and you know you see him um progress there um yeah the the pacing of jumping through his childhood was a bit sort of like oh right we are going quick but you can tell that it's slowing down now why that by the time we get to episode three and um and um okay Uh, okay full i've got i've got i've got something to confess oh no oh god (laughs) i i may have watched four episodes (gasps) (laughs) it's the first time ever i've broken the rule but i holy crap I, I was just I like... I can't believe you've done this. I, it was Friday night, dude. I was chilling. I enjoyed the really show a lot. Yeah. And I was really okay. into it. And I was just like, I really want to watch one more. And kind of regret it. But obviously he, he, he gets taken off at one point. But like... And you can tell that now the real narrative is starting to come come into it in episode four. where And, mm. you know, he starts having more adult conversations and that makes complete sense because as a toddler there's only so much you can do narratively you want him to have interactions with other characters you want him to have interactions that progress the you plot want him to actually go out into the world and start to interact with it in more ways than just the um, yeah the village but i think but yeah. i think i think from a world building point of view and, and this goes to the to the magic and the way the the rules are and the way he develops his skill you see him learning and it's not overbearing. It's really, well, it might be for, for some people. I really enjoyed learning about how he could do it non-verbally, how, yeah. he, he, how he learned to shoot the water and he was learning so cool. the physics. And when the, he's, he's figuring out like, oh, I, I set this value. I didn't set this value. So of course it wasn't going to move. So if I set this value now and he's like, he's, he's real time working out and immediately breaking the magic system so that he is just like so good at it. But why yeah. also like, um, and you said earlier, um that he seems to have a bit of a talent for it yes but that's because he's approaching this as a 35 year old shut-in gamer 
yeah if he's approaching it like okay so this is the game system that i need to play how do i make it the most efficient <laughs> way possible and what i really love is not only does he just find the most efficient way other people can do it too so mm. he starts learning all this magic and he becomes this really powerful wizard by the end of the first three episodes even by this point yeah and he makes a friend and starts to teach them magic yeah up until this point the whole time they're like you have to use an incantation you have to use an incantation you have to use an incantation and he teaches somebody who isn't really particularly skilled in magic how to do incantationless magic so it's not just that it's not that he's special he's just approached it from a different point of view yes which is such a refreshing take yes. it's like oh he's not just the best because he's the best he's yeah. just got a different perspective and and it's not just the best because he's worked the hardest he's got a, he's got an innate advantage because of his mm. unique situation um but he can pass those secrets on and i yeah it, it was a bit the shonen side of me one it was a bit it was almost a bit disappointed that he didn't that he was that she was able to uh, that sylph was able to do the incantationless magic but narratively and f- it made the show 10 times better it's not yeah. a, it's not a negative but it still gives you that bit of like ah oh, okay okay so he's not he's not all encompassing which is better mm. for a show but i think that's it's it's a an, uh, yeah it's an asset that it made me feel like that because i was like yeah ah oh, i feel bad for him because he had that sort of moment of like that well, moment i, 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 I want to yeah. be special i want to be special why should why shouldn't i be special <laughs> and, yeah <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, so, 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 so the magic and the rules and everything were really well put together. Um, mm. I, I love learning about that, that law of the world, the fact that, and yeah. should we talk about, um, should we talk about Roxy? You mean best waifu number one? <laughs> Roxy, Roxy. Um, Roxy, <laughs> you don't have to put on that wizard robe. Anyway, I'm, yeah, just gonna, well, I'm just going to leave an awkward silence there. <laughs> With the power of editing, <laughs> I'll make it. I'll, I'll insert you laughing and cheering at some point. <laughs> just do, give me a quick clap. Go, yay, go, Sam. No chance. Um, okay, so Roxy. Anyway. Roxy is the uh, wizard. Do you call them wizards if they're female in this world? Are they all wizards? Like, uh, I guess they're all sorcerers. I suppose sorcerers, uh, philosophers, for being British. <laughs> Um, bit of both yeah she's uh, like a a magic uh teacher who has been traveling the land and helping people out and teaching them how to use magic and when rudy's parents find out that he is blessed with the power to use magic without uh, at such a young age she comes to teach him right so my my big thing with roxy is she um she she teaches him she's she's clearly skilled to a certain level and um rufi rudius not rufius rudius quickly masters most of what she teaches him and eventually exceeds her level of skill and yeah. she she leaves my big thing big question is and i have i have a very clear answer to this is do they build up that emotion enough in two episodes to then go let's care about this character leaving um because she spends a long lot of time with him training him and they build up, try and try and build up this emotional connection between them. He really Me likes too, her. It's, yeah. it's almost his first love. And, you know, she clearly cares a lot for him. And she's very conflicted. You see that 
confliction within her. She's a good person. She does the right things and stuff, but she, there's, mm-hmm. there's still that human nature. He's excelling way beyond what she did. And yeah. this is her life. This is her, her whole world. And this six year old is doing better than her. And she has, yeah. she eventually can't teach him anymore. So she opts to leave the family and there's this big emotional interaction. Um, do they build do they build that relationship up enough to give that level of payoff in that situation do you think I think what's really interesting is the framing of it um especially through Rudius's internal monologue I think Rudius doesn't seem to have built that much of a strong connection with anybody until Roxy forces him outside of uh the confines of his home because we find out that Rudius was bullied tremendously to a to a horrible degree um back when he was uh in high school um and that has caused him a deep amount of trauma that he struggles to be around others and he's found his comfort zone in this fantasy world in the home now roxy she turns up she's cute and he kind of just lusts over her and i don't think for rudius and and for the viewer as well we don't really see her as anything more than a convenient plot device and sexy mm. interlude right. until okay. she has the final exam mm. where she takes him out and we get the backstory to why he was a shut in and why he chose to stay home and why he didn't return to school and she helps him overcome that and while i don't think we spend enough time with her to really have it hurt and it'd be really, really emotional. It's a really good quick shorthand to be like, this is somebody that Rudy is now respects and this might be the first genuine case of him caring for somebody who's not himself. Because we what we see throughout his interactions that he doesn't really seem to care that much about Paul and his mother in the Oh mate. God, no. No. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> his relationship with Paul <laughs> is bloody hilarious. Oh my goodness. But for the first time, he has a mentor and he has somebody who he can say that he genuinely likes for them and i think it, it's good but it's not like you say it's not built up enough to be hey hey i'm not saying that i'm not saying that i was asking you yeah my my yeah. My, my honest opinion is you're, you're preaching to the choir i think it was a very well mm. set up scene i think that i was i was playing devil's advocate a little bit trying to just poke poke the bear see see what you see what you really thought but i i, I, I my true feelings yeah yeah i completely agree i think um it was I, and i thought i thought it was surprising how much i cared about that scene after only two mm. two two episodes so i think any other show we could have quite easily argued uh, or uh, put the argument forward that it didn't we didn't have that emotional connection but i think you're right as soon as um as soon as rudius started connecting with her and had that big build up it had a massive payoff when she left and i i was like oh yeah. that this is a lot sadder than i thought it would be and it's a, it, <laughs> it, they play it off really well um i think he's a bit yeah. sort of i think the him chasing after her and shouting thank you was a bit over the top but uh apart from that yeah. i thought i thought her actually have the her, drama, right yeah all right yeah her her leaving and her lines the fact that she kept herself composed her acting was really good mm. The cart, the drawings, <laughs> her acting, the, <laughs> the cartoons the, act, the, the cartoons acting was very good. The character animation is there, and can, can we talk briefly about animation <laughs> in terms of how bloody gorgeous this show is? Yeah, it is. It I, is stellar. Like 
there's there's certain bits that you can um point to for me there was things that i noticed like the sparkle on the gems that they didn't have mm. to do the the lighting coming through the trees when he was walking through the yeah. forest um the the insane connection between the water and the fire when he does some of his magic it, yeah. some of it's absolutely gorgeous um anything in Whenever particular for you? spell yeah and the camera pans around it just like a 360 thing around him and then it just zooms back and you really get the feeling that this is magic it, yeah the wonder on his face and the scale like they especially when um they have the final test even even before them when he uses water ball for the first time or he yeah. even just summons it and it drops to the floor it's shot from kind of mid to low angles that make it feel like it's much bigger than it is and it's really impressive yeah, water um, water ball does sound very similar to water blade. <laughs> water blade, <laughs> um, and very Rudius used ver- round yeah, one. Let's oh, go! Oh, oh my god, I need I need to see uh, Rudius get a bit more upskilled. You need I think. peak Rudius, yeah, before he can stand a chance against even on, it, pretty much base form. Rumoru, Rumoru, he learns him. Yeah, base yeah. form Rudius is just a baby. Base <laughs> form Rumoru is just. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, just uh, and that's what Morpheus is holding, holding both of them, setting them both, <laughs> just both going at each other. Um, oh my goodness! So this is obviously. Um, so let, let's talk about the the wider concept of this being. Is it Hikikomori? Hikikomori, um, yes, Hikikomori, um, and the impact that has on the show. Because I would argue, in mm-hmm. I would argue. Because uh, up top, off air, me and you spoke very briefly about the fact that there are some dark moments of this show. And especially if you go back to the original content, there are some really controversial topics. Yes. I would argue that they're potentially not needed. They're almost put mm. in there for shock value. And yeah. I guess, you know, people become desensitized to a lot of stuff, stuff. So sometimes you need a bit of shock to engage the viewer. Um, but up until episode three, I think I was sort of like, it it hasn't really had an impact. Obviously, once he has to leave the house, it it flashes back and you get a bit of backstory that way with the bullying. But as far as him being a recluse, I don't know. Is it, 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 does it come more into play? What, what, What are your thoughts on it in general? Do you think, do you think it's necessary? Do you think it's good? Do you think it works? So... What I really like about this uh, story in general is the fact that we are, and and Rudius vocalizes it at the end of episode one. He says, this is my chance for a clean slate, a fresh start. This is my start line. Even a shut-in jobless guy like me can have a second chance. And then in episode two, we see, and I think it's very clever how the show feeds in the different information. So we start off episode one, And the animation even changes as well when it's in the real world to kind of give that stark difference. The colors are much darker and more muted. We find out he's on the operating table. He's died. He's been hit by a truck. Episode two, we find out that he, um, it almost opens with him missing the funeral of assumedly either his parents or his family or close family members Mm. instead to stay at home. And for those who are maybe um, somewhat sensitive, there's a bit, bit of a content warning for um what he does in episode two he basically stays home and masturbates to um very very problematic pornography 
And then his, I assume his brothers or other family members burst into his room with the baseball bat and kick him out. Yeah. Um, he says himself, he's a, he's been a shut in for 20 years. He's done nothing but demand food and live off his parents' back, get fatter, shut everybody else out and just do nothing to basically define, de- derive any sense of worth from himself or others. Mm. And what I think is really interesting is the fact that we now know how depraved and how low he was. Yeah. But now seeing him in the new world, seeing him trying to do better for himself, trying to help others, he saves another person from being bullied. Mm. He reasons with Paul in a very adult way instead of just letting Paul become a, a father that hits his kids. Yeah. We see somebody who has done stuff that arguably is unforgivable and mm. is abhorrent and awful, mm. but we see them trying to make a genuinely different start. And the question this series kind of poses is, isn't, I should say, should we forgive him? Mm. It's more just focusing on the journey of what is he doing with this chance that he's been given. And often we see him delve back into his old habits. He's a lech. He's perverted. He peeps on people. He right, ogles yeah. people's physical appearances and try, and he even steals a pair of Roxy's panties, mm. which he then worships to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But in addition to that, he's trying. He's like, we see him not move from his parents' house. He's in the same position for like three episodes, just sloth incarnate. Mm. But now he's actually trying and he wants to do something. He wants to make something of himself. He wants to push forward. And I love it when a story gives us an incredibly flawed character. Yeah. And shows them trying to be better because you don't have to forgive the stuff that they've done. No. But you can appreciate the effort that they're making now to do better. And I think that's a very important lesson that a lot of people could tend to learn from these days. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. No, I think you've done a good job of uh, summing up what the show's trying to achieve. I think for me, I'm not sure how on board I am with that whole secondary story i guess it does add something to it and it adds a dynamic but again i just i'm just watching this for the magic i'm just watching this for the kick-ass yeah. magic you're here for and, the fantasy world yeah i i kind of am and and i love the concept that he's like yeah i mean i do i do i do think it gives an interesting dynamic that he wasn't a particularly nice guy in the past mm-hmm. um because it could have quite easily have been something different it could have quite easily have been a regular you know down on his look school guy who you know your typical shonen that got then you know a bit a bit like um rimuru a bit like um that yeah. and, you know they they joke it's almost that's like almost like a <laughs> a pg version of this because they joke about the pc and throwing his pc oh, yeah. in the water <laughs> because the of all music, the because co- yeah. of all the content on there so it's almost like hinting that you know he, he was a bit seedy he was a bit sort of mm. as i guess as humans flawed Tend humans be, in, right? in the in the privacy of our own homes um mm. you know it was that it was tongue-in-cheek it was that but and this is like the real version of that um yeah it's the very stark <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, okay, okay. I, th- I, th- I think I think we've discussed that enough. I think it's it it is interesting an interesting dynamic, and you can be on board with that mm. or not. I think it could, it is definitely a potential turn off for, for people who mm. are going to come to this show. Um, 
But likewise, I enjoyed this a lot without really investing too much in that side of the story. Um, and I think that's one of the show's big strengths is that you can read into and dissect and discuss as much of the morality of Rudeus as you want. You can either just go, oh yeah, he's just a pervy guy. Or you can look deeper into it and start to kind of weigh his moral decisions. And as a viewer, that's on you to pull from it. The show doesn't really weight either one more than another. It wants to focus on the fantasy story and kind of drive you towards the whim and whimsy of the world. Yeah. Okay. Let's, um, let's, can we, can we, can we just, can I just make one massive criticism of the show? Of course you can. Why the hell did they put that scene of the girl coming out of the well from the ring? In oh show? yeah, that mate. So that triggers me game. so much. That triggers. <laughs> I hate the ring. I hate that shirt. That film. I hate that film series. I've watched it more than once, and I don't know why. But I that scene. I was like, no, no. Why? Why? Because the voiceover continues, and it's just like it's it's got no context. It's just this. It's just the it ring scene. Context. No, 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 it doesn't. It's the scene from the ring. A scary story. They're talking about the spurred, right? It's like if you find a person with green hair, it's a story we tell to children to keep them in line. But the ring, yes, yes. Okay, so choose anything. The ring is a very specific. Anything other than the ring. (laughs) Anything other than the ring where your TV randomly changes and a (laughs) creepy girl comes out and kills you. Like, no. I was sat there like, no, it's just an answer. Shut up. Shut up, Sam. She'll come out your TV. <laughs> Will. Tiny uh, bedroom. Otherwise, no. she'll get you. Do no, TV I, in your dude, room, Dude, I wasn't, I wasn't eight when I was watching The Ring. Like, it's not, that's not what I was scared of. That's not what my mum, <laughs> right, Will, you're going to watch this film. And this is what's going to happen. <laughs> and if you don't if do you what don't, I say, if you don't she's going to come out of the TV and get you. Ah, uh, those, those. Parenting the, 101. You know, pe- people always um, have there's always like i feel like there's always a clear cut this may this may this may be in my imagination but i feel like there's always a clear cut some people when it comes to horror films really don't mind paranormal stuff but hate the mm. real like murdery killer sort of could happen like stuff slash yeah, yeah okay. slashes. more grounded more grounded um and other people and i'm in this camp hate, don't mind the slasher stuff i could watch people get murdered left right and center um i don't know that t t-shirt yeah, put that on a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> and I hate the paranormal stuff. I hate the sort of psychological, weird, trippy stuff that's like, uh, I, I can't compute this. My my brain can't understand why this is happening and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, See, I, I, I'm the opposite. I love the paranormally mind-bending oh my God. entity that you can't perceive and can't control. Because usually those horror films don't rely on jump scares as much. They focus on like existential horror. And I'm kind of fine with that. I'm fine with having everything I know be called into question. Mm. What I hate is a very scary man in a mask jumping out of a cupboard and then stabbing somebody in gruesome detail. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not about that life. Yeah, I mean, that, they're fine because I get the adrenaline rush from them. And that's why I watch a horror film. I don't watch it to be genuine, genuinely terrified at, that at you night. You just want that. Ooh, that, that at, spooky. Well, yeah, it's not, it's not that. Like, I don't mind a genuine jump scare in safe environment. But, like, I don't... Because, because the music and everything makes it seem a bit unreal. Whereas 
I know when I go to bed at night, if my TV turns on, I am running so far out of my house and down the street. Like if, if I lean on my controller and it turns up, like I remember growing I up. Saying, I'm going to message your partner and just be like, oh, just, just FYI. Screw you. Three screw you. No. Oh turn God. On the TV. Witching hour. No. Um, like, <laughs> like what was the, um, like the, um, the, uh, Emily Rose. Um, is it Emily? Uh, the mm. Exorcist of Emily Rose. I think that's, I think that's the film. Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's that's not as bad because it's all it's back and forth. But again, exorcisms and that that the Exorcist and that sort of stuff. Mm. It's like that stuff freaks me out, man. That stuff freaks me out. You should watch Cabin in the Woods. We have watched Cabin in the Woods. We did an episode we on did. it, we did, which we never released, so you can't find that, unfortunately. And and don't keep asking us for it because we won't give it to you. <laughs> yeah, stop. No all. one has asked us for it. <laughs> clamoring for- <laughs> stop all of those people asking for Kevin in the woods god guys stop uh, it um brilliant okay um, is there anything oh we should talk about um op and ed okay yeah okay right so op we had a bit of a brief discussion about this it's sort of mm. over the top of the actual show doesn't have sort of a clearly defined it has a soundtrack that's clearly defined but it doesn't have a clearly yeah. defined set of visuals so it's, I don't know. This for me, the first time I think in the anniversary where we've not had a mm. canned animation of a OP playing. It's just the theme yeah. tune. Yeah, I, th- I think for me, I liked it. It was refreshing that they did that. But again, mm. you can't compare that to another OP. I don't think because the soundtrack is yeah. pretty mellow and the visuals are the show. So. I'm not, I don't really feel I can compare it on the same level as, as, as like a standalone OP. It was, it, it, mm. it fitted the show and I, I didn't mind it. It was a refreshing take and a refreshing way to do it. So I'm happy with it. What about you? Okay. Well, what would you give it? Oh, see, that's the thing. I can't compare it to everything else. I would give it a, um, an isekai out of 10. Like it's otherworldly. An isekai out of 10. Yeah. Cause it's, it's removed. That's good. It's removed like from the normal world of anime. Ah. See, uh, having watched more of the show, I've got a big appreciation for the way that this show in particular handles the OPs because mm. it always plays that same piece of theme music over the top of um, every episode. It's usually showing off the location they're in. So we get this gorgeous background art with amazing lighting. Um, the characters are always moving around. There's stuff going on. There's maybe a bit of dialogue um, just to kind of, again, settle you in this new location and that continues into season two as well. So that mm. might be twinging my bias a little bit, but I think it's so unique for an anime studio to actually go through the effort of animating an extra one and a half minutes worth of footage each week to... Dude, you can just look at it the, the flip, though, and that they're going to animate that anyway, and they're just putting the OP over the top. Well, if they're so, so animating, the, animating it... So they're yeah, literally, it's, they're it's literally still, not animating anymore. No, because it's... <laughs> No, because like the episode's still the same length, right? The, the ep- same length, but you would miss that entire like bit of that chunk of world building, and I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. Versus like here's your character running with the doves, and everybody's looking into the sky. Mm. <laughs> version of the OP. Either way, I give it uh, sacred Roxy panties out of ten. Wow, wow. Okay, blimey. Just because it's like it's. I'm never watching this. Sh- I'm never watching this show with you. Um, 
<laughs> well, I don't want to be with you during that scene. Um, okay. The sacred item. What about ED. the ED? What do you think? Um, so it this is just um, Rudy walking through the forest, reading books, mm-hmm. blossom blowing. Um, nice pace. It changes. It, it, it picks up in the middle. And yep. kind of wish... It's in keeping with the show, and like you said with the with the OP, it, it is understated. Well, I, I said it's understated, but you said that it sort of keeps I you agree. in that world, and 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 I think the ED is again falls into that elk. Um, although mm. it is self contained, it's I think it's really nice. I really liked the the soundtrack. I really liked the visuals. Um, I gave it a solid. For, for, I, I think I think it's a it's a typical ED. It in, definitely is. Yes, it's, it's a very typical. But as far as EDs go, I think they have a lower bar. Yeah. So I'm. I gave it a seven out of ten because I think Ooh. I think it's it's a good ED for ED's sake. Okay. I think it's a good ED. You? Nice. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm a sucker for an acoustic track like we learned with mm. Doctor Stone and the ED for that. Right. Um. And I really like the imagery and the lighting. Um. Even if it is a bit basic because it's mostly like vista shots and hair like wiggling around in the in the wind. Mm. Um. But yeah, it, it it's good. I like it, and again, it's got that very fantasy trapping to it, so that you feel like you, even though you're on the out of the episode, you still feel like you're experiencing part of the world. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty good. I give it um a, a, an electrocuted and revived horse out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, P- poor horse. It's good that everyone's got healing powers, isn't it? It's it's nice. Oh that my they god, can fix everything. I. Every- I'd totally forgotten about that scene and I howled when (laughs) Roxy's showing off her big spell. She electrocutes the horse they rode in on. Right. There's then has to bring it back. (laughs) There's a really nice segue. The comedic moments in this show. Um, Mm. The, the one liners. And I think, I think generally there are so many good ones, right? It's, it it is a funny show and it's those one line quips. Like my, my favorite bit is after a really dodgy scene where with, Mm. um, with uh rudy and sylph when um the, he, he doesn't yeah. he thinks she's a boy and i'm like why i know he keeps saying it over and over again but from the first time we saw her i'm like that's clearly a girl that's girl clearly. um but he thinks it's a boy and he gets into this awkward situation where he's trying to help him what he thinks is him get changed for the bath and she's really coy and and, and shy and st- wants him to stop and gets really embarrassed and feels really mm. un- uncomfortable and he, he he basically doesn't click he doesn't click he doesn't cotton on and you hear his inner monologue so you know that he's genuine you know he's not doing it yeah. to be seedy but it's just like just dude stop like she clearly doesn't want this and anyway it turns out she's a girl he's really apologetic feels really bad and he runs downstairs and he's just, i'm like why haven't you told your dad why haven't you told your dad that you just thought he was a, she was a boy and she mm. just tells it he just tells it to her face i thought you were a Straight boy to the face and then it's the dad's response because his dad's like, oh, my son's a genius. And he's just like, oh, no, it turns out my son. On second thoughts, my son might be a total idiot. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. it's just to, what a way to bring it, it was all back to the fact that this is a, a cartoon show and we can just have a laugh at this awkward situation and, yeah, you know, make, make not make light of that, but make us, make the the levity of the show just come back to yeah bring the get rid of the tension yes kind of release the tension to... that's a, a good way of doing it yeah um yeah yeah no i love um 
the the way that the comedy plays off the fact that he is just a big nerdy guy from Japan. And a lot of the times when he starts to uh, learn magic, he's like, oh yeah, this is just like when I'm playing a fighting game and I, I can just keep on like memorizing the, the button combos. I'm like, yeah, if I could play Smash Bros every day and then suddenly shoot magic balls of water from my hands, <laughs> I would be loving life too. Yeah. I mean, like, I'd love that either way. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you become your main character. Mm. But like, I love stuff like, um, oh, they've only got five books. I had over a thousand. They were all light novels. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. And when he keeps, that's, keeps that's funny. When he keeps kicks m- himself. Yeah. And like, he's like, well, yeah, but like when he, ki- when he misspeaks and says about the panties and it's actually the, he says, oh, has he, has he found the panties? I mean, the, the sacred, the, the holy relic, the, the whole, the holy relic. <laughs> and it's like, ha, nice, nice slip of the tongue. Um, Oh God, mm. could have could have gone all kinds of way. Uh, the, Roxy, when she's perving on um, her, their, their their family, that whole over overly sexual couple. Um, I say overly sexual. Yeah, uh, I mean probably regularly sexual. Probably. You know, it's medieval times. Just, it is. What else time. is there to do? <laughs> <laughs> Not raise your kid. Apparently, chop wood, fight with sword, have intercourse. Yeah, that's pretty much their jobs list. Oh, cook food, hunt food. Mm. Well, they've got the maid for that so it's all good i did think what, um, for the intercourse <laughs> cook food it, for the intercourse you gotta have like your mid-sex break i've seen episode four <laughs> i know what happens mm. yeah <laughs> well, well maybe if we do a revisited we can cover that <laughs> absolutely um dark revelation yeah i i did want to mention the sketchy actually in this because this mm. is a very horny show yes um even between um, what we mentioned earlier, where it's a bit more seedy, they revel in the fact that these are very sexy characters and mm. they're doing sexy things. Like Rudy's is one of his first thoughts waking up as a baby. Oh is, my God. Damn, this girl's gorgeous. And she's yeah. got a great rack. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, come on, man. But <laughs> I guess if you have a problem with that, then would you have a problem with Game of Thrones and the sexualization there? Like, Mm. We more or less know that fantasy periods are times of everybody's horny all the time. And there's no like regulation there to to do anything. I think you've been spoiled with your fantasy uh, experience, to be honest. (laughs) You know, Harry Potter wasn't really what I'd call (laughs) horny all the time. I saw the Yule Ball. (laughs) Half-Blood Prince is nothing but a horny teenager's diary. And you cannot convince me otherwise. No, it is. It is. You're not wrong. But it's not the same. It's nowhere near as... Um, it's not quite as explicit. But yeah. this show definitely does go to the lengths. Like, it shows people having sex. It shows people masturbating. It shows, like, not in explicit detail. Like, yeah. But it is so, like, pixels away from showing a nipple or... Well, you see you more. see him naked, full frontal nudity with him. Yeah. And as that's a six-year-old. Japanese media as well. Like, they do that a lot with like kids who just yeah. like with not, yeah no like i dragon get, ball yeah does it I, a lot as well i get that it's a cultural mm. thing but if we're talking on the idea of nudity i was a yeah. bit like oh we haven't seen full frontal nudity in a long while um yeah yeah especially since male. maybe a movie or something yeah 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 definitely um okay shall we move on to the three questions to decide whether this is a good enough show to get into the universe let's do it <laughs> 
So our first of the three questions then is concept and execution, whether we think that the concept of the show is very good and if it's executed in an interesting and compelling way. Will, what do you think? Uh, it's a 10 out of 10 for both. Like the concept, oh, loved it. We went into episode one and I was thinking, oh, it's going to be like a crime mystery thing because we hear the police sirens. We know that he's had an accident. It's going to be a, mm. a, a whodunit sort of um, crime thriller. Um, and very quickly, it turns into this isekai fantasy world. And at the beginning, I was like, okay, this is really interesting on concept, on the concept alone of him being a the, the erased feature where you've got an, an adult in the mm-hmm. child in a child's body he's got everything he knows he can grow and hone his skills that's going to be really interesting and then we get the magic element and i love the law and the way that's built up it's not just added yeah. on it's a key element and they've thought carefully about how the laws work and then we've got the recluse element as well which like it or love it uh, <laughs> like it or love it those are your two mm-hmm. options like it or love it um love it or hate it it adds another dimension that you know you can watch it without that and it still be amazing but i think that adds another dynamic that does add a depth and to the characters at least so yeah and and i think i think the animation the time jumps are really ironically timed to perfection they (laughs) agreed yeah his growth in himself and his relationship although he is seedy and sometimes a bit cringy he, it's consistent and i think the his yeah. motives and the way like his argument with his dad um it's it, absolutely so calculated scene it's um, so amazing and then, again it, like you were saying you earlier that, with yeah. with wanting to go back and repeat stuff like that's exactly it you wish that you had that level of composure when you're arguing with your parents and it's like mm. oh catharsis yeah it's 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 brilliant and it, it you know it's that that conversation is so good on multiple levels because you genuine i genuinely didn't like um like the character in that situation i didn't like rudy because he was yeah. sort of just being ruthless he was just going for it and he didn't and he was sort of like you have no chance paul you have no chance in this situation he was being very dismissive of paul and very sort of just arrogant he was just very arrogant and it's not a nice quality but you see the end goal and you see him you see the realistic sort of power that he has having this mm. um adult mind and in, in any other body. anime or any other story that might be played as being like a ha, gotcha moment but mm. the execution here is that it is a it's rudy trying to make paul a better person and I think that's a, a fine line. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not sure it does that wholeheartedly. I think you have to because the only the only clue I got to that was the one line where he says, "Is this I'm the best thing for, for Paul?" Yeah, yeah. In in the dub, mm. he says, "This might not be the best thing for me, but is it? What's the best? I'm not sure it's the best thing for Paul." And then he then he uh, then goes on the rant. Um, yeah, the sub's a bit clearer. He's like, um, "This might hurt, but I'm doing this for." Paul's oh benefit. right okay yeah so that is a bit a bit of a different okay yeah okay fair enough and we'll go we'll go up we'll we'll, we'll put 100 percent on the uh sub for that because that's the original uh content so mm. yeah okay cool um so yeah what about you anything to add on the concept and execution can't really add anything else like you've covered everything animation um the concept of the story as a whole even it being an isekai and even being a worn out genre yeah. it's it feels fresh mm. and to say that about something that came out in 2012 when there was nothing but isekai 
is I think the most glowing review we can give. So I don't really have anything else to add, but yeah, I agree. Concept and execution are stellar. Cool. So turn off, Sam. What might turn someone off this show? Um, are there any big gaping holes that we need to, you know, hit, <laughs> knock it down a peg or two? For? Fill in. <laughs> <laughs> um, Get your mind out the I gutter. Think, well, it's hard to with this show. It is. I think that, again, like I said before, it's a very horny show and there's a lot of sketchy etchy that um, you might have to contend with. They're trying to, some viewers might not engage with pre-reincarnation Rudius very well and obviously it's a very strong step to take to forgive him for what he has done and to kind of root for him as a character but having said that sex scenes lewdness perversion and abhorrent behavior aside (laughs) i think getting to watch an absolute fresh start and see that journey is compelling enough to maybe overwrite those. I think it's it's going to be uncomfortable, but I don't think it's done just for shock value. I think it's there for a reason, and those mm-hmm. reasons will become clear yeah. either later down the line or as we progress through Rudius's life. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I think the one big caveat is that this is a story. Like, pe- I think we, we, we harp on about characters and decisions characters make and you know obviously Mm. someone's thought up this there is a creator there is a um someone who's thought up these ideas but again it's fiction it's 100 percent fiction so although there may be people that find this a little bit triggering and and maybe um don't like it it's done for narrative purposes and it's completely fictional so i i think we all as society potentially need to relax a little bit when it comes to media because i feel Mm. you know you see it see it all the time people going this is abhorrent this is not you know don't watch it if you don't like it don't watch it but it's it's fictional content and if you can separate fiction from reality then you know like i can like everything i watch apart from the ring um everything i watch i can separate <laughs> fiction from reality um so so i don't necessarily get upset by these sorts of content uh, these yeah. th- this sort of thing so i think as as long as it's there for a purpose and it moves the story forward then fair play put it in because otherwise what we're we doing we're just telling the same milk toast story over and over and over again there's no critical thinking there's no challenging there's no questioning and i think one of the most beautiful things about art in general is that we can have these very difficult questions and very difficult uh, Mm. situations and explore them in a safe environment where nobody is getting hurt it's the whole premise of horror movies isn't it that's that's the creme creme de la creme like no one wants to be in these situations no one wants wants to be murdered like (laughs) like dragged across the floor but you know there's enough movies with it in it exactly because it's in a safe place um okay so I think you've pretty much answered the question there because you you were as we were talking about things that were potentially a turn off for this you were also defending them uh and I think yeah. I think when we think about the final question does it, the show do a good enough job to overcome those barriers and maybe present itself to a noob as a gateway show I think it does well, I mean, you broke the rules. So I broke the rule. Does. I broke. I broke the rule. <laughs> you. This is the first show that you've been so compelled to push through. So I think, yeah, compellability, a hundred percent. And I was also just kind of like, ah, oh, I've just finished season two. 
but I really just want to see the whole journey again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dope. So yeah. I think no, I'm excited. I think, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I think it gets a place in the universe. Absolutely. I, I we I could give this to an absolute noob and they could enjoy it for what it is and get invested in this world and the spectacle and the production and the music and everything else and want to see what happens on Rudy's adventure. The big question is, Sam, is yes. this promoting a gacha game? Well, I'm sorry, Will, but actually Mushoko Tensai no. Gacha 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 Fever is available right now. <laughs> and if you use Sam Anniversk at checkout, you will get 10% off your first your first um, wizard skill. Um, <laughs> no, no Gacha okay. as far as the eye can, can see. I, can I ask one more question before we move into Slice of Life? Um, of course you can. Why is it called Mush- Mushoku Tensai? Tensai? Tensei. Okay, so Mushoku Tensei. Mushoku yeah. means unemployed or jobless. Right, so it's basically jobless reincarnation. <laughs> tensei is reincarnation. <laughs> okay, right. I, th- I, I figured, but I was like, they haven't mentioned this at all throughout the show. <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. Who I've is this Mushoku? credits moment yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, brilliant. Right, well, we're going to leave it there. Well done to, I'm just going to say jobless reincarnation now because I can, can't get the first part right. And I know it means the same thing. So well done to jobless reincarnation. You got into the Anibus. Show this to your noob friends and see if it gets them hooked on anime and send them this show. Tell a friend about the podcast um, to see if we can convince them to give it a try. Um, me and Sam, as always, are going to have a little bit of a catch up in Slice of Life uh, where we just talk all things outside of this show uh it could be anime it could be whatever it's just what we've been up to this week really anything um thank you all for listening hit us up on instagram and twitter with your thoughts on the show and um any i I really want to hear what you guys think about our show i think we want to we we've been talking a lot recently about tightening up what we do on air uh so let us know what bits you like what bits you don't like let us know what you've been watching and what you recommend because we'd love to sort of read some people out uh on on the podcast and sort of say uh engage with you guys and and, and have that back and forth because it's it's really good when we have that um yeah absolutely i did get some feedback this week on a member of the community who does watch our podcast and has been listening to our um, they watch our podcast that's impressive well impressive sorry listening to our podcast and they actually have been listening to our suggestions and trying out anime that we have entered into the universe fantastic Um, this this person has uh engaged with pretty much everything we've done so far but the line was drawn at b stars which they they got to the scene with haru and goshi uh (laughs) getting it on and they were like nah that is (laughs) and they just turned it off it's understandable it's absolutely understandable although to be fair that is probably that is probably the worst part of that show like it from then onwards even into season two i don't remember as much yeah. seediness as that it's sort no, of implied the a lion's lot. den oh yeah there's the lion's den where there's she the lion's down, den. but then that's yeah. still not that bad yeah maybe it's, it's not like the same ch- sexually charged way is it so yeah mm. it's nice we we love hearing from it please get in touch send us message send us a message on instagram or a dm on twitter yeah. and you know hang out engage let us know if you think that we're right or wrong and let us know if you agree with our decisions for what we put in the anniverse. Brilliant. All right, guys, if you're not sticking around for Slice of Life, we'll see you next week in the anniverse. Ah, what a, what a great positive episode. But for the most part, there was, there was ups and downs, but I really like Michelle yeah. Tensei. So 
Yeah. I'm very glad that you also engaged with it in the same way. Do you think you're going to keep watching more this week? Yeah, um, yeah. Give, given time and stuff, I'd love to. Yeah, that, that, that'll be the plan. Um, I, I really enjoyed it, and it feels like a show that potentially I can have on in the background a little bit. It's not that narratively challenging. Um, mm. So I, the pacing's I, fast but slow. You know what I mean? No, but yeah, cool. Um, what else have you been up to this week? <laughs> <laughs> um we're back baby i have started my one piece journey anew oh i took a i took a big break mm. um because i binged almost 500 episodes worth of anime in the space of like two months yeah um but i'm back in and i'm really enjoying it again and it's still really good um i just finished punk hazard um which is the second arc of the new world which means nothing to you but no no, no absolutely maybe not. sounds fun somewhere yeah it's good <laughs> Um, it was also uh, my birthday this oh, week. Oh, yes, and it was. So uh, you're like this. I went off and did some uh, driving range. I went to the driving range and I hit some golf balls for oh. the first time in maybe 10 years. I was inspired, you see, by you. Of course. That is my goal here, it's to my- inspire people to play golf. Not uh, um, Amongst other things. We need to watch a golf anime. <laughs> maybe not an anime, but I do have a golf manga that we could check out. <laughs> Oh my god, that sounds... I mean, golf is a boring sport to watch, let alone read. <laughs> I can't... Do you know what it's called? Um, wait, wait, let me guess. Um, Go on. What's, what, what are some of the other... Because th- there's, there's something... What was the running one we watched? Oh, Prince of Stride. Yeah, is it Golf of Stride? <laughs> <laughs> so close. <laughs> but alas, uh, it's called Robot X Laser Beam. I was close. But- <laughs> Maybe the same syllables, <laughs> same amount of syllables. I don't know. Um, okay. Oh dear. Would never have got that. But yeah, other than uh, a bit of golfing and confusing you with the names of golfing manga, mm. um, I did finish off the MCU's kind of, was it phase three? The Infinity Saga. I rewatched Infinity War, Endgame, uh, mm. Far From Home and Loki over the ah. past co- kind of week or so. Good. And it's just good content, man. It's just, yeah. I know a lot of people kick Marvel movies because they're they're quite formulaic and they're quite samey and whatever. But ah, (laughs) it's just good production. It's just, it's just good production. It's just good fun. The actors are having fun with it. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I think you have to invest a little bit into the actors and the the characters, like the quips and the action scenes. Yeah, like it's just. Well, it, they're fairly well balanced, and that's what's good about them. It's like an episode of The Simpsons. You know what you're going to get, but it's good quality. Mm. Like, and like with The Simpsons, you have to invest in the character tropes, and you have to invest in the sort of. Um, I feel that's a really good comparison. I'm proud of that. Um, you, you have to, you, you know, the stories are, are negligible. Everything starts back at ground zero after every episode, but you watch it because it's entertaining because you enjoy how the characters inter- interact. You enjoy the jokes and the comedy. And it's the same with Marvel. You know, you, you don't watch it for necessarily fantastic, different creative storytelling. You watch it because it's got funny moments. It's got high action. It's got some mm. poignant sort of stakes and, and uh, character interactions. You know, it's all that shit. Yeah. Shazam. Completely. Yeah, I completely agree. And again, there's a reason they're the highest grossing movies of all time. It mm-hmm. may be basic and cinephiles might be a bit pissed off about it, but hey, 
I don't want to watch a three hour gangster movie by. Well, maybe uh, you do, Scorsese. just not all the time. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, aside from that, the only other thing I watched uh, this week was uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part Six Stone Ocean, the first Ooh. 12 episodes of which are now streaming on Netflix. Uh, so I checked that out. It was very exciting, very good. I just wish that they'd released it either weekly or all at once because right. I know there's at least another 24 episodes in this show yeah. and I have to wait until February for it. So yeah, yeah, check it out. It's good. How about you? What have you been up to? Um, I've been, I've been obsessed with watching PC builds. <laughs> PC builds. <laughs> have we mentioned this in the podcast? I don't, I don't, I don't we think so. Um, so, so I was so I was looking at uh, by building my own PC because my uh, hardware isn't particularly up to date and it's uh, it, it sometimes doesn't function how I want it to. Um, I've decided to hold off for a while just because of funding. Um, but I, the more I watch, the more I'm like, this really seems doable. This really seems like an easy thing to do. And to be honest, I'm a big MacBook a Mac head. You know, I, I love my Apple stuff. So. Ooh. No, it's not Ooh. boo. Like the the new MacBook yes. Pro, the new MacBook Pro is incredible, and I've watched plenty of reviews from PC reviewers that rave about the MacBook, the new MacBook Pro. Like it's a whole new generation. Of it stuff. does look good, to be fair, and that is ideally what I want to get. But I just now have an itch to build a PC, even a shit one. Like, even something that is... Something from, like, the 90s. Yeah, like, genuinely, just taking it apart, you know, putting build it, building your motherboard and your RAM and, and just putting it all together. I really just want to sort of get an old, an old PC unit and just take it apart and put it back together. I feel like... And I think that's what, real, re- realistically, a lot of PC builders get a kick from. It's not necessarily having mm. the best units, being able to get that satisfaction from building it yourself. And... I mean, you see that in the games that they play. You have somebody who puts together the most advanced uh, graphics card and motherboards and mm. chips and cooling systems and everything in the world. Yeah. And then sits down and plays fucking Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> but like, this is what I've never really got about like, there is so much, listening to all these reviewers, I thought it would all be about the power, but so much of it is about the aesthetics and how it looks. Like all these RGB yeah. stuff and all the, all the way the different units look together in the, in the thing and they review other people's setups and it's like they're looking at how it comes together as a piece of artwork almost. And it's that yeah. sort of, we can design it how we want it to look. And it's really, I don't know, I, I feel like I've just got, I just, really want to give it a go and i'm i'm very Mm. very tempted to just go into a computer store and not like an old sort of hand-me-down computer store and just like buy old parts for maybe a couple maybe a couple of hundred quid and just try and put something together as like a hobby Put something together um just to see if i can get it to work about the yeah exactly like it's interesting you mentioned about the um aesthetic side of things because um my brother who builds pcs and he's built his pc since he was like 15 yeah He's never gone for aesthetics. Right. Really. Yeah. He basically, like, he had an old uh, 2005 Dell PC case that he yeah. just plugged the most advanced graphics cards into. <laughs> yeah. And then just, because he was seeing it from a purely practical standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas more recently, like, I, I'm active on the uh, R Gundam subreddit mm. and people are posting their versions of yes. their computer PCs with Gundam yeah. themed lights so- and designs and colors. I'm like, yes. 
So I've been watching. I don't have the money, but I would get it instantly. I've been watching so so many different people on YouTube do this, and one of the guys that I've been watching a lot is a bit sort of like trashy. It's it's, it's sometimes I've been watching a lot of his um, tech reviews and stuff, but it's Austin Evans, and um, he often builds stuff and takes stuff apart. And there's loads of like anime related stuff that he does. He's obsessed with Pokemon and like some of the guys yes, on his team who, who he works with um, have quite a lot of anime influence and they built like kits with some obscure anime that I, well, it's not, it's probably not even obscure, but there's some anime that I don't, haven't been exposed to yet. And I'm like, huh, mm-hmm. that's funny. They've got like different, um, like, like the, um, uh, the graphics cards and stuff with all the, the, the different cases and, yeah, like you say, the coolant um, units that have like the circular bits with logos and stuff on and flashy lights and mm. colour schemes that all match the particular anime. And um, Have they like jammed any figures inside the case yet? No, but the, the last one I watched, they had the, the, there was a glass panel with a see-through TV in and it played a, silu- it played a silhouetted um, animation of the character. So it's just... And, it, so the animation so it was blacked out and the animation mm-hmm. was see-through so as the animation moved around you saw all the parts on the inside into the yeah into w- the inside of the pc yes Yo. it was insane and um yeah it was re- it was really cool and that that i think the the case itself was like 300 pounds i'm not sure if that included the screen or not but even so like you must be so limited on the amount of things you can put on there because it was so fit for that purpose it was like very specific where, yeah. thing you'll have to send me some links to this because this sounds super interesting i'll so i can find that i think i think i'll be able to find that particular one um and i'll send you that one but it was really cool anyway my um my other my other main difficulty with this is is and and this other minefield that i have nothing no knowledge about is graphics card mining and all this sort of mm. because graphics cards are impossible yeah. to get at the minute um so, yeah, so when i was looking everybody's buying them to to mine farm nfts yeah and bitcoin and what does nft stand for non-fungible token yeah or as i like to say no fucking thanks <laughs> so yeah they've been the market's absolutely shot like you, you, you're paying thousands of pounds for these graphics cards that originally would have been mm. worth hundreds and realistically and i even watched a pc builder say in in, in the probably about six months ago now um you know if you're looking to shortage for over a year yeah yeah absolutely insane yeah but he basically said if you're you're looking to get into pc building get a new build at this stage because it's just not worth buying graphics you just can't get them and if if you do you're buying you're spending three four five times the price of what they should be um yeah so so realistically that's also been one of the things that's held me back actually doing this and that's why i want to sort of just have a play with a cheap old set that like i can just knock yeah. around with for now but um make your goal to be able to play doom on your pc <laughs> if you can handle doom in 60 frames per second yeah the original yeah, yeah then you know you've done the right thing okay right okay um, and that's the thing i'm not even a gamer i want this for like editing and streaming and and, and that sort of the the, the stuff we're doing day to day i don't necessarily but for that i need a decent graphics card and a decent decent cpu um which again are both expensive so hey <laughs> um all right i'm happy to leave it there um you ready to wrap things up yeah that's all good right. thanks very much for listening guys and we've done all our plugs already message us talk to us we love you all <laughs> <laughs>